Blog Talk Radio. segment of excuse me, live without limits today's program is okay let me get let me back up live without limits is a podcast that's a powerful platform that transcends boundaries of personal growth and mental fortitude as an eminent name in the personal success podcast here we distill complex issues surrounding personal development psychology and mental health in a compelling dialogue format our nuanced approach fosters insightful conversations on relationships offering pragmatic advice to navigate challenging waters, we stand as your trusted beacon to break free from the chains of limiting beliefs, actively promoting a healthier you, a stronger you. With every episode, we pioneer empowering mental transformations, propelling listeners on their individual success trajectories, engaging specialists across various fields, reinforce our commitment towards holistic well-being, ensuring wide-ranging perspectives and innovative strategies, relatable narrations, compelled with science-backed insights, become the catalyst for meaningful change, live without limits, reach personal success on a daily basis, unravels. The astonishing potential within you, one podcast at a time. So sit down, drink your coffee, and enjoy the presentation. And today, our presentation is six different types of self-care and how you can practice them. Self-care is not self-indulgent, being selfish, nor is it getting self-absorbed. It refers to your conscious effort to take care of yourself and promote your physical, mental, emotional, and even spiritual health. For many of us, this is something that we just don't think about when we think of self-care because you need to take care of yourself first. There's not always going to be someone else there to look out for you and remind you when you need to go to the doctor that something looks off with you or whatever. You have to be in tune to your body to know what is good for you. Self-care basically involves caring for yourself first. So you care for, for other important people and things. And practicing self-care is not 
complicated. Self-care practices can be as basic as prioritizing sleep, working out, eating right, reducing the use of social media. We don't realize it, but we've grown up, especially the millennials who have grown up in the technology age, where they do everything by texting or keeping in touch through social media and connecting with people through social media, just how harmful it can be. There are many hateful people out there that use social media that what they won't tell you to your face, they will beat into you anonymously through social media. And social media really, more than anything, if used correctly, is a great way to promote a business. But you really don't want people to get to know everything about you on social media simply because it's your personal life. And what happens in your personal life does not have to be out there for the public to know about. And as the name implies, self-care can only be done by you and for you. By its very nature, it cannot be offered to you by someone else. It is your responsibility and something that people who love and care for you expect from you also. Self-care basically enables you to be your best self and to do your best for yourself first than everyone else. It boosts your confidence, motivation, and overall quality of life. For many years, in fact, in another year, it'll be 40 years that I have been going to the gym and exercising consistently three days a week. And in my case, because I have a disability, it helps with my mobility. And for many years, all my family used to tell me is, why are you paying that money to go to the gym? Why are you paying? Go here. Go there. Don't, you know. But I knew for myself that I needed to work out on certain machines that the places they were suggesting I go didn't have. Therefore, to me, paying $30 a month was worth it for my long-term health. And because I've been exercising that long, I pretty much went 50 years without having to put up, walk, walk on brace again because I found that as I was getting older, I was starting to trip more over my own two feet, even though I was exercising, and I did not want to hurt myself. And therefore, it was important for me to do what was best for me. And until COVID hit, I was always consistent about going to the gym three times a week. Now, not so much. 
but I do make a point and the effort to try and make it. But yes, work has interfered with that at times. And transportation has also interfered at times. The different types of self-care. As you can imagine, there are several aspects to self-care, just as there are several aspects to your life. That is emotional self-care, physical self-care, spiritual self-care, professional self-care, mental self-care, and social self-care. Now, emotional self-care, one of the things that I found, especially once I started college and, and got into my field of study, which was psychology and mental health, I mean, and I always knew, I, can, I remember being that 12-year-old child that climbed out of the window and wanted to run away from my family because my father physically abused, my mother emotionally, verbally, and mentally abused. And it really kills your self-esteem. And then when you go to school and there are no laws governing people with disabilities and guaranteeing them the right to an education. And you're the only one in the classroom with a disability. Teachers don't understand that you, that you learn differently. Or the other kids didn't quite understand what it is you have or how it affected you. Then you ended up feeling ostracized. And when you don't have a family to come home to that shows you emotional support and love, it can be very detrimental to your mental health. And physically and professional, and remember, the thing about social self-care that we don't realize is we all need to socialize and have other people around us. But and this is especially important when you're online using social media. Be aware that there's people that will say things that are psychologically detrimental to you just simply because they don't see you and they don't know you. Whatever you do to replenish, restore, and maintain your balance for any of these aspects of your life can be considered self-care. For example, emotional self-care involves saying no to things that waste your energy or trigger and makes you feel unhappy. It involves finding peace of mind and an expansion of life experiences. Think about love, trust, and excitement in general. Physical self-care involves taking good care of your body. It entails simple activities like working out and grooming yourself. One of the things that I've noticed is my older sister is deaf, and because they constantly and constantly and constantly put her down and told her how she was worthless simply because she was different. And because she didn't have friends and didn't know how to be a friend and interact with other people, she had 
such low self-esteem that she wouldn't she doesn't even bathe herself she lives alone and when she lives alone and no one's there to get her up in the morning and tell her to get dressed and to take a bath she won't do it spiritual self-care entails finding your purpose or rather choosing one yourself and always keeping that in mind. Other important aspects of your life that you want to pay attention to include your social, mental, and professional well-being. In general, you must monitor yourself whenever, whenever things start getting too chaotic and stressful. It is an indication that you need to readjust. So here are some practical self-care steps that you can adopt and practice for different aspects of your life. And remember, it's up to you, all of it. Six types of self-care to practice. Look, self-care is personal. This means not everyone might need everything or at least not at once, or in the same proportions. Some people need to pay more attention to their relationships, and others need to pay more attention to their health. This, depending on your age and position, you might want to shuffle your priorities. As you get older, you don't realize that the things that happened to you when you were younger affect your body later in life. If you fall a lot or you have damaged certain things, even though they seem to heal as you age, all of those aches and pains seem to come back. So it's always important to recognize that if you take care of yourself when you're young, your body will be there and willing to take care of you as you age. It is important to note that the aim of self-care isn't to eliminate every stress in your life. The truth is that some stress can be good. The aim, however, is to cut off the negative ones, the ones that are killing you. That being said, below or here are six types of self-care that can exceedingly benefit or be beneficial to you. Self-care exercise. Ensure you stretch your muscles and keep the joints lubricated by working out regularly. This could be as basic as running or going on walks, depending on your age and health. And one thing that I find our find now is that really the health clubs and the gyms didn't stop coming up to the 80s. And for those who were born in the early 40s, many of them never exercised. And today you see their bodies starting to give out and they're having to use walkers or canes or even wheelchairs. And now they're called scooters because and because many of those people wouldn't think of getting a wheelchair 
but oh, if the scooter store says it's a scooter, then oh, they wouldn't mind getting a scooter, an electric scooter. Oxygenate yourself to do this. Simply draw in deep breaths into your lungs so that you have a full Buddha belly. That exhale gently. Repeat until you feel more alive, relaxed, or attentive. Eat healthy. Replace junk foods with fruits and vegetables. Drink more water and try making small, healthier changes in your diet. Sun bath. Sunlight is magical. 15 minutes of sunlight can work wonders for your health, especially if you find yourself in a cold climate. Taking out long time to absorb the morning sun and getting your body charged up is beneficial to your health. Now, vitamin D does come from the sun. And because I grew up in the South, where it was always warm, and pretty much from October, oh, wait a minute, from early April to October, we were many a times down on the beach. I got a lot of sun, and yet, as I got older and went to the to the to the doctor, it's like he put me on vitamin D supplements simply because I was low in vitamin D. And COVID, what, who got hit the hardest from COVID with those who were pretty much in low vitamin D? So remember, you might also need to take supplements, but always remember that what you take and what you put in your body also affects you. So know the right things. Laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. Apart from working out your diaphragm, improving blood flow, burning calories, and relaxing your whole body. Laughing also floods your brain with endorphins, which makes you feel good improves your overall sense of well-being, and relieves pain temporarily. Rest. Take naps and have sufficient sleep in general. Having a nice rest keeps you ready, agile, and clear-minded for the rest of the day. Without it, we wake up feeling like zombies. Mental self-care. Observe your emotions as they come and go. Try to figure out how you feel about different things and people. This will help you know what to focus on or let go of. The result is inner peace. Take notes. Write down how you feel, whether in a journal, on a piece of paper, or a notepad app. Doing this can help you see what is bothering you, and you can come up with a strategy to tackle them. Choose people. Pick who you spend time with. Stick around people who resonate with you, 
who are enthusiastic, supportive, and who motivate you. Avoid those who drain your energy with pessimism, complaints, and doubts. Stimulate your mind. Do something that excites your mind. It may be reading, playing chess, or some other game that requires thinking, visiting an art gallery or museum environment. Disconnect from the chatter. Stay offline for a week or two. Tell those who are close and might need your presence that you'll be away for a while. Don't worry. The world would not come to an end nor leave you behind. See it as a vacation. Use this time to reassess your life, clear your mind, and relax your nerves. Social self-care. Reach out. Call or text someone you've been meaning to talk to. This could be your parents, long-lost friend, role model. Most times, things turn out fine. Avoid engaging with anyone full of negativity. It defeats the purpose. Take care. Take some time out to visit a loved one. Most people are welcoming of visitors and would really enjoy spending time with you, especially when you share common interests. Take some time to go out with friends, have a drink, or just visit exciting places with people you care about. Compliments and appreciation. Tell a friend what you like about them. Take them or make them know that they are important to you. It may seem counterintuitive, but making other people feel good about also makes you feel good also. Gratitude. Think about all the nice things that your friends and family have done for you and how glad you are to have them in your life. Think all the nice things you have in your life as well. Show up. Ensure that you show up on the special days, weddings, birthdays, anniversaries. It is the little things that matter the most. It will also an avenue to have different experiences and enjoy life. Spiritual self-care. This doesn't have to be religious. It's all about establishing a connection with something and developing a deeper sense of meaning in life. To do this, you can practice activities as meditation, sitting with your thoughts, and letting go of any attachment with them. Meditation can also lead you to forgiving yourself and others as you learn to go and get rid of the attachments, going to places of worship. If you are religious, then attending a religious service can go a long way to help you reconnect with your roots and find peace of life. This can even mean going to church. 
making positive affirmations. It is strange, but saying your problems out loud or making declarations about what you want out of life can somehow clear the air. Maybe it's just you being your proactive, but letting go of the reins and surrendering them is good to you. Yoga. Yoga may not necessarily have a kundalini experience, but yoga has a way of helping you release pent-up negative energy. And this can be stress, pain, or negative emotions like anger, hate, anxiety, or fear. Emotional self-care. Emotional emotions emerge from our subconscious mind, and it takes skills to be with to deal with uncomfortable emotions like sadness, anxiety, or anger. Emotional self-care is about regulating these feelings to channel to control them before they consume you. Some things that you can start doing to take care of your emotions, letting go, disconnecting from things that bring you unnecessary stress and worry in a great way to ensure that they don't bother you anymore. Songs, singing songs, or listening to music helps you coordinate your emotions. Done well, singing helps you connect with the feelings and then redirect them as you change songs. Remember the 60s and all the anthems and music that came out pertaining to the war and the stress because so many young boys were going off to fight in Vietnam in that era and how connected and aware people became more so than they ever had been prior to that time. Talking to someone, sometimes the best thing you can do is just vent. This is what we all need something to talk about once in a while. This can be all the emotional self-care you need. Forgiving, forgiveness is not only beneficial to the forgiven, but doubling. So for the forgiver, you should definitely try it. You have someone that you are angry with. Sometimes we all you need is to do is call. Call someone you love and tell them how you feel. Who knows? They might feel the same. Sometimes they may not even admit it. Professional self-care. Even in the workplace, you can practice self-care. It's not even complicated. All you have to do is maintain strong boundaries, delegate tasks. And what when you delegate boundaries, what you're doing is you're letting others do theirs. If someone is getting paid for a job, don't let them guilt trip you into doing it for them. If you're a leadership position, trusting others to handle tasks 
that you were unavailable for and decluttering your life. Now, creating a self-care land. And this is probably going to be the last thing that we cover here, simply because it's important for you to understand what that is all about. If you don't plan, you're already planned to fail. Self-care is conscious undertaking, and there is no umpires for it. You need to hold yourself accountable. And this means that you have to decide to set up and follow through by yourself. And also, remember this. It's up to you to make the right decisions for yourself, and it's up to you to do the things that will help you to do the right thing. And you can go to my website, and that website is davidashinsky.com. And if you have any questions or if you need any help, and if you need any support, we also have the website OneSelfImprovementUniversity.com that can offer you some courses on how to better improve and take care of yourself.